Well, hello, everyone. This is a little different than the usual cold open where you just catch us doing candid shit. But uh, we wanted to start off today's episode by uh, saying, you know, rest in power, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, who passed away after battling cancer, which no one knew of. I had no idea. Yeah. Just in, I had no idea. Yeah. He was an incredible performer and from all accounts an incredible human and it's a uh, it's it's really sad to to see him gone so soon before he could have you know done a rom-com or <laughs> but no yeah. i mean or you know or probably do much more important work than probably actually win some some oscars <laughs> um because he was that great of a performer but and yeah. and he was he was a positive influence, and that's yeah. that's really that's a really good thing to use that position of power and, mm-hmm. and influence for is is to be a positive influence, especially mm-hmm. on younger generations. And that's exactly what he was. So, I agree. Thank you for your time, Chadwick, and rest in power. Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What's up? Watch rom-coms, and then immediately record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners listening pleasure. And Max, we might sound a little different right now. Why is that? Because we're recording in person! Yeah! We are recording together in the Reuniting same room. Reuniting it feels so good! Oh, don't you know, babe? <laughs> uh, yes, we are in Max's apartment like we used to be. We bad boys, man. We broke quarantine! <laughs> the last time we were in the same place was when we did the double feature of No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. Jesus. Yes, listeners, it was that long ago that we were in the same place. So that was like beginning six months of March. Ago. Yeah, about six months ago. Jesus. Uh, and uh, yeah, the reason why we're together is because I had the severe first world problem of having my internet modem completely fry and stop working after four and a half years. So, of course, <laughs> the internet provider company that I have... This happened on Friday, and we're recording on a Sunday. And, of course, the internet provider can send someone in on Wednesday the 2nd. So. (laughs) So all weekend and Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. uh, So without internet, we couldn't record remotely. But then on top of that, Max has an extra modem and wireless router. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try that at my place after this, but... It gave me an excuse to come over, pick it up, and try to use it. And on top of that, for us to watch the movie and record. I think... Have we... I don't think we've seen each other during that six months. The only time we we saw saw each other other was like a very brief... Like, you you had... Well, I mean, we've been open about it. You went to the legal weed store. (laughs) And I bought you weed. And and you bought... And when you were going... 
uh, you, you know, we were texting, and you texted me saying that you were headed there, you planned on heading there, and then I said, I will pay you if you buy me a cartridge that I can use in my pack. I literally just biked by and, like, and, tossed it to you. And, like, yeah, and, like, off. we met uh, downstairs in front of my Jeez. building for, like, a minute. We chatted. I wore a mask, and then I went inside because I was technically still, like, working at the time. Was that the, was that the only... That was the only time. That was literally the only time we've seen each other in person until today. And we live, like, eight blocks from each other. I mean, I would say it's a little more than eight blocks, but, like, it's a it's like an eight-minute Uber ride, because that's how long it was for me to get here. Jeez. And that's with, like, stoplights and shit, so... Yeah, it's not a long distance. It's straight line down... Yep, down the lake. <laughs> you know? So, but it's all Jeez. right. I mean, now we've... Now that we've done it, you know, provided the results are good, which I'm sure will be fine, because neither of us have COVID. So, oh, those results. I, yeah. I looked at the computer and I was no. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the sound no, looks good. Provided our, you know, our health is in tune, which should be just fine. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm sure we can make this, you know, a, a much more common occurrence. If you don't hear from us in two weeks, folks, 14 days did not go well in quarantine. <laughs> Hear us next week. We got a movie next week, man. Come on. Yeah, but it takes fourteen days for, up to fourteen days for the symptoms. Oh, I so did like not they, know that. If they don't hear from us, I did not know that. Then yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. why Illinois has, uh, Illinois has travel bans against like even Wisconsin now. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, if you go to Wisconsin, you come back, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days. Dang. Yeah. And that's why. It's the, so like, yeah. I guess we're not going to Thanksgiving up there this year. Oh, shit. Thanksgiving's not that far away, is it? It's not. Oh, my God. Where did everything go? Like, there was a college football game on last night. They're actually playing? Some colleges are. Some co- The Pac-12 and the Big Ten have canceled. Yeah, uh, like or at least they post. They said postponed, Jeez. basically. But the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve are going to they uh, postponed to the end of September to start. But they're gonna play. So you're telling me first I endured a summer without beaches, and patio weather, and street festivals, and ball games. Yeah, and now I gotta endure a summer or a, a fall without college football. Without college football that you care about, because there'll be SEC, ACC, and Big 12 schools playing each other. And yeah, Thanksgiving's going to be tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Because that's like the penultimate gathering of people Yeah. in a close proximity. Yeah, that's when you see, oh, you know, God. that's when you see your in-laws. Yeah. Speaking that's... of, oh. we watched Monster In-Law today. Uh... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was looking for it. I was looking for it. I was like, it was like I was waiting to play double dutch and I was waiting to jump in. And then just boom, <laughs> rhythm hit right. And I was in there. Um, double dutch. How long were you waiting to do that? Uh, I almost, like, after we talked about, like, the... Uh, the last pause we had, and then you started talking about Illinois and travel bands. You were looking for a way to... Uh, yeah, and I was like, nope, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, just keep talking, keep talking. 
Did you have a, a direction to go in after that? I figured at some point we were just going to get to relationships. I, the whole thought was there's going to be a way to get to relationships and then just just jump in with the monster in law. So. And we, I mean, we got there, you know. We got there. We got there. All right. right so. Uh, monster in law. Because today is August 31st of this, that this uh, podcast comes out. So we are ending shitless month. We are not out of it yet. This is a fifth movie that we're doing for shitless month. Uh, and we're going to see if Monster in Law makes our shitless. Because last week, Failure to Launch did not. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was actually kind of a surprise that both of us. That both of us decided liked it you, you should see it once. Yeah, just, just once. once. Just once. And, you, and, and particularly with some sort of intoxicant in, in your system. Definitely. Whether it's drink, you know, whether it's some vino or whether it's some marijuana or whether some it's um, But, yeah, uh, today we watched a movie that uh, did not provide the same good vibes, let's say. Uh, it provided some vibes. Yeah, so you chose this movie as the final shitless movie. I wanted to end on the best possible shitty movie we could. I and, needed it to be the absolute worst. And, well, you succeeded on one of those things. I, you and I have different ideas of best shitty movie. <laughs> like, I think of a shitty movie much like Failure to Launch last week, where it's like, hey, I laughed at things, I found value in things, but this movie is of shitty quality and absolutely absurd, and I'm laughing at its absurdity. This movie... Oh, no, I... I Definitely chose a movie that I wanted to make sure it was absolutely abysmal. Yeah, this may be payback to me for something borrowed, which I understand. No, it wasn't payback. I feel like this was payback for something. <laughs> you feel like it was personal? I feel like I was personally attacked after watching this movie. Like, I feel like in the name of the podcast, you're using that as an excuse to have somehow punished me for something. By choosing this movie. And I don't know what I did to you, but I do apologize. Because this was quite quite heinous. Uh, this is a quality film, man. This was good. I'm culturing you. Someday you'll grow up and you'll realize how thankful you are. Monster-in-Law is a 2005 romantic comedy film directed by Robert Luketic, who also uh, directed Legally Blonde. Um, really? Killers, yeah. He's Australian, and he's only 46 currently, so he was pretty young when he did this film. <laughs> that means he was 31 when he directed this fucking film. Wow. Yeah. That's actually pretty impressive. Uh, it's written by Anya Kochoff, and it stars Jane Fonda, Jennifer Lopez, Michael Vartan, and Wanda Sykes. It marked a return to cinema for Fonda, being her first film since Stanley and Iris in 1990. So it had been 15 years since she had been on screen. Do, do you know that movie? No, not at all. Okay. But Jane Fonda is a screen legend, quote-unquote. Right, from, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, and so it being her first film in 15 years, yeah. Wow. Um, wow, I didn't know it had been that long. Yeah. The film was neg negatively received by critics who praised Fonda, but panned the screenplay. Monster-in-Law was a box office success. What? Grossing blank million on a f blank million budget. And we'll go into that here in a second. 
at, at the normal time. It was actually considered a success, though? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, so, first off, oh, uh, it was released in the United States nationwide on May 13, 2005. So right around Mother's Day weekend. That's fitting. Yeah. And for some reason, the country is also listed as Germany for this film, along with the United States. And the release date for Germany is also listed here, May 26th of 2005. So, there you go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Appreciate that. How long is the film? Uh, felt long. Felt real long. Yeah. You know, I paused it so many damn times, you think I would I know. Check. That's why I... Did I, you check? I know what it is. I'm looking at it right oh, now as yeah, well. Sure. Jesus. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's why I asked, because I knew you'd forgotten. Hour and five minutes. No, wait, no, 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 no. I'm thinking 105 minutes, sorry. 105 minutes is what I meant. 102 minutes. There you go, you're close. Okay. An hour and 42 minutes. It still felt longer than that. But. So the budget for this film. I mean, you saw the nice houses... And you saw the actresses that they got in this film. Okay. So the budget for the film was $43 million. How much did it make in the box office? $140 million. Worldwide, $154.7 million. Wow. It, it's it's disgusting. Wow. It's disgusting. I, How? It's disgusting. How? Because it was Jane Fonda's first film in 15 years, and she had that wide of... Jesus. And then on top of that, it's a comedy with Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez has her fans. So you've already taken two fan, huge fan bases and put them together. And then also, what do you do with your mom on Mother's Day weekend? Take her to a movie. Do something. Mm. So, what? Jay Fonda's in one? Her mom loved her from the movies in the 70s and 80s. Let's go and see that one. Take your mother-in-law. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. It's gross. I agree. Uh, it's gross. Yeah, I'm really... I'm struggling to get past this part. Yeah. Fuck. As of June 2020... This film holds a blank approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on 170 reviews. What is that percentage? I don't know. Do they let us down? You know what I mean? God. Please don't let me down. Please be like no higher than 20%. 18%. Thank God, but that's still too high. The website's critical consensus reads, While Jane Fonda steals the movie in her return to the screen, a tired script and flimsy performances make this borderline comedy fall flat. That's that's literally <laughs> spot on accurate. That's too much praise for Jane Fonda. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film one out of a possible four stars saying you do not keep Jane Fonda off screen for 15 years 
only to bring her back as a specimen of, ra of rabid momism. You write a role for her. It makes sense. It fits her. You like her in it. It gives her a relationship with Jennifer Lopez that could plausibly exist in our time and space. It gives her a son who has not wandered over after the ER auditions. And it doesn't supply a supporting <laughs> character who undercuts every scene she's in by being more on topic than any of the leads. Which would be wow. one of the things. Joe Morgenstern of the Wall Street Journal also... Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a great fucking review. Yeah. That's solid. Roger Ebert, actually, for once, I agree with you. Holy shit, that's... He's very right, yeah. And then Joe Morgenstern of the Wall Street Journal also panned the movie and used his review to deride the state of big-budget filmmaking writing, which is what you said where you mm. couldn't get past the budget and like mm -hmm. how they made the money and everything. Films like this are emblematic of Hollywood's relentless stubbing down and defining down of big-screen attractions. There's an audience for such stuff, but little enthusiasm or loyalty. Adult moviegoers are being ignored almost completely during all but the last two or three months of each year, while even the kids who march off to the multiplexes each weekend know that they're getting moldy servings of same old rather than <laughs> entertainments that feed their appetite for surprise and delight. <laughs> anyway. I thought that was interesting because this is in 2005, and as we know, theaters basically continue to go downhill and now they have the excuse of COVID yeah. to kind of, you know, blame it on. But they were already moving toward, like, these craft experiences with, like, recliners and beer and, you know, make, like right, putting dinner right. and a movie together right. to try to bring people to theaters because movies weren't fucking doing it. I mean, all you got were, you know, like, superhero movie after superhero movie. And, like, this kind of big budget, uh, it's literally just, we've entered the prime of, you take this, and you take this, and you mash it together, and here's $40 million, go make it. And that's kind of the common thread I've seen from this whole shitless month, is that it was, take this, take this, go make a movie. Ugly truth. Catherine Heigl, Gerard Butler, they're at their absolute peaks in popularity, put them together, go make a rom-com. Uh, last last week, failure to launch. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew McConaughey, and let's make Kathy Bates and Terry Bradshaw the parents. Uh, and then we got this one thought, this scene of him taking a girl back to his place, and his parents walk in, and he actually lives with them. And it just well, it, you yeah, it's, all these movies have the the pieces of a rom com, but then they just like put them together with silly putty and expect it to work out, and it's like. I think you even compared it. Didn't we talk about comparing it to like the, the Yankees, where it's like it's made up of a bunch of all-star players, but if they don't have the actual team chemistry that glues the team together and makes yeah. it a working unit, yeah, then it, it's it, it like lacks I used the that chemistry. Last week, and it's just like, yeah, it's literally. I mean, an even worse example. It's the Washington football team and their history <laughs> with Dan Snyder as their owner. Like he basically goes out. He. He's always everyone talks about the free agent Super Bowl where you or you signed the most talented players on the free agent market, you won the free agent Super Bowl, but there's never been a free agent Super Bowl winner who wins the real Super Bowl. And like yeah. that's what this is like this is just going out and signing a really good wide receiver and a really good 
you know, cornerback and a really good, like, defensive tackle, but it's like your quarterback still sucks. You still have a second-year quarterback who you shouldn't have picked in the first place. Yeah. And it's all hinging on him being good. And then he's just not good. And the wide receiver gets angry. Oh, you signed me for this much, and I'm not even getting the ball thrown my way. And the defensive tackle, seeing that they're losing, starts gaining weight and not trying. Well, and that was exactly like Jane Fonda, where it's like, to, to Ebert's credit, like she didn't get any fucking like, real valuable screen time yeah at all like she first of all she wasn't even in the movie for the first what 15 20 minutes right then she finally comes in yeah and and even then she had barely a storyline like i mean we already knew everything we needed to know about (laughs) her from the first five minutes of her screen time they try to make these like points where like you know she's this famous newscaster who's done all these great great things like Almost like she's an Oprah figure, like Oprah type figure. Yeah. And then it's to the point where, and now she's being replaced by a young, hot woman who's, you know, got boobs up to her chin. Right. And it's just like, oh, that joke. And then she attacks the 17 year old who, like, and all this sort of stuff and has to go to therapy and yada, yada, blah, blah. And it's like, those are all legitimate things for people who are older that aren't necessarily broached in movies which probably made like a lot of people liked uh, that one with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway I forget what it's called mm. the um, the career uh, it was like some innocuous title like that I don't remember anyway, or the intern or something I don't know, I don't know. anyway but, like, a lot of people kind of, like, whenever you talk about being older and being, like, kind of put out to pasture yeah. as, a, as a film idea, it usually gets, like, kind of, you know, promoted as, oh, hey, look, they're trying something different, or they're broaching a new subject matter and everything. And they kind of very lightly tap on that here in this movie, but then they use it as, like, a, yeah. as a, just as a setup to have Fonda and Lopez do the most, like, borderline psychotic shit to each other. And it's not even comedically psychotic. Like, it's not... I Like, I wasn't laughing at it all. It wasn't these elaborate pranks or anything, or, like, you know, like, slapstick shit that actually got me to chuckle. It was just... It was uncomfortable. The whole fucking movie was uncomfortable. I literally may have looked out the window more than I looked at the screen for this film. Yeah. I was engaged finally after the first half hour simply because it was like watching a train wreck. Where I was like, I can't look away and now I'm I'm like critiquing details about it that I wouldn't have critiqued before. Because now I'm just like, oh my god, this is some good good awful shit. I'm just going to keep watching this. Yeah, it's just not... It was not entertaining. It was not entertaining. And that's... It's just... This... No, it it wasn't funny. It wasn't... It didn't have a good flow to it. It didn't have a good positive vibe to it. We learned very little about their relationship at all. Yeah. Nothing interesting happened to where we could even pick at it in detail. I I literally turned to you, like, 40 minutes in and was like, Well, we saw him kiss. Was that actually the first kiss? And honestly, when you said that is when I thought about that. They didn't kiss again in the film. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. They think didn't. We... Show, they showed them leaving the church. They didn't even show them kissing at the altar. Oh my god! 
And that wasn't even a kiss, the one that I pointed out. There no, was like it was a, a peck. peck. It was like, all right, I'm leaving, honey. Goodbye. Peck. Yeah. Jesus. So, Jesus. How is this a rom-com, even? Like, how is this... Because there's a meet-cute that leads to a marriage. Yeah, but it... Hmm. I just don't understand who this movie was for other than... I don't either. ...fans of Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez who just wants to look at them for an hour and 45 minutes. Not I, even, I think, like... I'm thinking it was written for, like, a guy who wants to bring his mother-in-law to a movie on Mother's Day to try to get closer to each other or something. That, or like, that's exactly it. It's just, like, they put... This, this literally could have been a goddamn brunch at a winery. <laughs> that's what this is this is a god thing. don't you fucking joke about that right now because <laughs> in quarantine this shit sounds so amazing I mean yeah but this is a mother's day brunch at a winery this is the equivalent yeah. of going the extra mile getting two chefs to make omelets and having an omelet station oh, fucking omelet stations are the shit Oh my That's God. what this is the equivalent of. They spent $43 million to make a film that was basically a one-time event to have you spend extra extra amount of money for something that you would get normally for less. And they didn't even give because me an omelet after the, after the movie. Like, I earned the omelet after watching that shit. Ugh. This fucking film. I, 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 want, I want them to clean my TV. Like, I feel like they ruined my TV by having it on there for two hours. I feel like a widow who's just like, I want my time back with them. <laughs> like, but like, just, or like, when you're talking about, like, your, you know, your passed away spouse, and just like, I want my time back. That was our time. I just need them to sage the TV. Get rid of it. Get rid of the bad vibes. I just... I don't even know what to talk about. I don't either. Adam Scott was in it. Adam Scott was in it. He played a gay guy. Who I didn't even know was gay until, yeah. like... And then, did you even see Dr. Chamberlain at the wedding? Supposedly he brought him as a date. No. Yeah. And also, they brought over Dr. Chamberlain to the rehearsal dinner. Didn't even reveal that he's not a doctor. Oh, yeah. Guess what happens after ever after? Fucking Kevin finds out that his mom hired a waiter to be a fake doctor to him, a doctor. Also, we never have any sort of fallout from her actually getting poisoned. She No, she didn't get poisoned. She literally gave her fucking two Ambien. No, the almonds. Oh. Jane Fonda poisoning. Well, she came down from the swelling. She was swole up. But, like, it was never discussed. They just have, like, a sweet little, like, apology at the end. And they even they even discuss it. The irony is that Jennifer Lopez's character actually says something and to, like, call attention to the, the bullshit. In dialogue, when they start apologizing to each other at the end... She says something along the lines of like, what, I'm just supposed to believe like you magically came around and are, you know, going to be nice to me now and this is going to end? Like she actually calls attention to how just like unrealistic this is. And then that's exactly what happens. She just magically like they're magically okay. They never talk about what the fuck happened between them. 
And and Kevin never finds out. Legitimately, probably about fifteen less than fifteen minutes till the ending of the movie. Like she and Adam Scott are saying, you don't think she did that on purpose, do you? Yeah. Nah. No, 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 yeah. Like literally less than fifteen minutes, we're still having an arc. Like we're still in the conflict phase, and like they literally hit a climax with the fight. And then went through the falling action, and then got to the resolution, all in less than ten minutes, and and ended the film in less than ten minutes. They rushed this ending so hard because they probably didn't have one. Because the whole movie was literally, where can we place Fonda and Lopez to make a scene? Like they're like, well, let's have Fonda and Lopez uh, at a lunch. Uh, let's have yeah. Fonda and Lopez sleeping in the same bed. Uh, let's. I feel like this movie was written with sticky notes. Like, they just wrote a quick little jot down on a sticky note. We're like, yep, that's a scene. That's a scene. They just on a whole wall of these sticky notes. And they probably stuck it with a different substance than you would want to stick it with. What? Prazzers. Because <laughs> the whole like, fucking... When he, the scene where he proposes, when he's looking at the two of them getting along initially... It's so creepy. And he's just... And, like, the way that they're just, like, touching each other, I was like, I, I said to Max, they should put a Brazzers logo on the bottom right. Because this looks like, it, it looks like a goddamn Pornhub title, like, Crazy Three-Way with my girlfriend and my mom. The the slow jazz, too, in there is it so was gross so uncomfortable. And, Will Arnett. And it, and it went on forever, too. It was, like, three minutes long. Yeah. It was way and, too long. And then Will Arnett in this film plays yeah. a guy who likes young girls. That's literally all he is. He's a guy who's mistaken as the gay partner of of Ken because it's a mid two thousands rom com, so there has to be a fake gay plot line. Sorry guys. Uh, and then he so he plays a pot like a fake partner to the main male character, and then he is dating. He brings someone to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, I was confused there. He, he brings some of the listeners who has midterms, so she's like in college, and then he comes to the wedding some somehow single. Yeah, that's that's where they and lost then hits me on too. someone underage who came with their mom. Yeah, yeah. That is Will Arnett's character. He got paid money to perform that. This is the sound of a facepalm. I, I, I just I don't I, I don't know, guys. I don't. There, there's not even a kiss to review. There's not even a romance to review. Yeah. What happens? A, a meeting. What's their meet cute? It's not even a good meet cute. You said they built it off of a meet cute. There's not even a meet cute. He yeah. jogs by her on the beach. And she sees him and, and then they she runs away glance. from him. She continually runs away from yeah. him. Why is she running away from him? If she she likes him, she thinks it's a sign, she obviously thinks he's cute, and she just runs away from him every time he makes an advance towards her. Am I the only one that thought that that was kind of a weird, like that felt like its own plot line? Mm-hmm. Like its own movie? Mm-hmm. Like it, because I feel like the first... 10, 15 minutes of the movie, we're sitting here watching Jennifer Lopez try to muster up the courage to date again and go after a, a perfect guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're 
getting married and now she's dealing with her mom and the rest like, of the movie. It felt kind of like the beginning of a like a horror movie where it's just like uh, at midnight I become a werewolf <laughs> and I try to eat humans. Like or some bullshit. Yeah. Like, it, it felt was, like that where she was just like oh I can't. It was really strange. And, and or all like, the while okay, so, or the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton where he can't have sex because his heart will turn him into the Hulk. Jesus. Which becomes, which is an actual plotline in that fucking movie. That was a God, that was the horrible, worst horrible movie. God, that that is stricken so from the bad. record. We did not acknowledge it. We only acknowledge the MCU. God, could you imagine oh, if for their banner? Yeah, I could. No, that's not. Oh wait, no, that's the Eric other one. Banner. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I think Eric Banner was the whole too. <laughs> I think there's three. Jesus. Was he? You know, part of me didn't think that was wrong. So, maybe he was. I'm pretty sure he was. Are you looking him up? Yeah, I'm looking right now. <laughs> I don't see Eric Bana as a Hulk. Eric Bana and the second thing was Hulk. This, it was Eric Bana and then the next Google Eric Bana Hulk. 2003. What? Yes. He was the Hulk. He was the Hulk in 2003. Wait, when was Edward Norton then? The Incredible Hulk was 2008. What? They made one five years later? Yeah. Wait, Wait really? No, no, no. That, that was the Mark Ruffalo one. No. Mark Ruffalo was never in a standalone Hulk movie. Mark Ruffalo only no, appeared no. like Okay, Avengers. yeah, I was right. No, no, I was right. 2008 was the Edward Norton one because there was one when we were in college because yeah. I saw it at the Dollar Fifty Theater. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. 2008 was Edward oh, Norton. Oh, yeah. I think we saw that together, didn't we? Yeah. And I hated it because I hate Liv Tyler. Oh, fuck. I forgot she was even in that. Yeah. And I was like, no wonder you don't want to have sex with her. I just remember Edward Norton being a horrible casting choice for the Hulk. Mark Ruffalo is so much better. I, I think Edward Norton has the sciences vibe. He just doesn't have the Hulk vibe. He's also always kind of playing like a sniveling little Weasley character. And yeah. Just, he, like, he wasn't brolic enough to be a Hulk. Yeah. And he's, he's not... Yeah. And Hulk... Mark Ruffalo is much Hulk better. Hulk doesn't seem like... Hulk doesn't seem like a nerdy guy like Captain America, where it's like a small puny guy all of a sudden goes right, through a thing, and right. then, like Hulk seems like a scientist who like maybe hasn't unlocked his like brolic side, right? And then this thing yeah. unlocks it, yeah, sort of thing. Like a guy who like he could have played football if he wanted to, but he thought it was too dangerous, so he focused on his studies and became a scientist. Well, what does that tell you about this movie? If we're that we're going we're into analyzing, and I haven't even seen the Marvel movies. Dude, you're missing out. Like I'm not. I, dude, I have Disney are. Plus though. I could like literally go through them all if I wanted to. Dude, you don't even need to go through them all. Just watch the fun ones. Maybe like, you could like you're not that invested in the whole story arc. I mean, if I go through them. I want to go through them in order, and I want to do, I want to do it in a way where like I, like review it. Maybe on my own like separate podcast or whatever. Jeez, uh, I bet you're not alone there. I'm sure. There's yeah, a lot I'm of sure people other people that. have done that. I'm sure other people will do that. But I could, 
don't know. If I if I feel I don't know, if we get enough people to listen to this one, then maybe I'll do <laughs> that. Spin off of because I'm sure the tens and tens of listeners are gonna tout this monster you know, episode as the episode people should listen to. We should do uh, we should do like a um, one of these days we should do an episode that's just kind of like a uh, like a diehard episode where it's like you take a, a stereotypical guy movie but then but we review it as a rom-com like i mean we've kind of done that a couple times but we could do it again yeah because we did it with harold and kumar go to white castle and we also ended up doing it with miscongeniality even though you thought it was a rom-com yeah i really could have sworn that was wrong (laughs) i still think it was and you know what if you want to be technical we basically did it with this too because this wasn't much of a rom-com yeah it but was this just, was supposed to be. That's what pisses me yeah, off about it. It was literally watching two female actresses perform zany slapstick things for the camera so that mothers will want to go see it on Mother's Day instead of going to a winery brunch. That's what we witnessed. And so, I already told you what happens after ever after. Kevin Fields, a doctor, finds out that he was tricked by a guy who's not a doctor. It's like, if you as a son are a doctor, like, I know it's therapy and he's a surgeon and blah, 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 yada, yada. You're not going to so, question yeah. anything. Yeah. It's just, oh, he was, like, he was the well, worst. Then he's he got the worst because he was such a goddamn pansy. Then he's got it coming. Like, yeah. then he's, he's. He was a pansy. He's ripe for the fi- the situation that they are all in then. Like, yeah. he's no different. He's. We can pity him, but he he earned his place there. Well, here's the verdict. We're killing the movie. Uh, Like, it's totally, it's dead. So congratulations to Monster-in-Law for making our shit list. It is the fifth movie to do so. And the second Jennifer Lopez movie to be on our shit list. Jeez. And quite frankly, I can think of a couple more that are not highly... Highly uh, praised that probably could sneak onto there in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. As of Jeffrey Lopez rom coms. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. golly, this, this, this sucked. This might, like I said it while we were watching it, but I'll say it again. This might actually be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't question whether it's one of. I've seen some bad movies. I think this is the worst movie I've seen. This is... I think this is the worst rom-com I've ever seen. Even that I'm hesitant to say. I feel like yeah. there's some... There's another one out there I'm not remembering. I feel like, but I can't think of it, so... But I've seen... Dude, there's some bad fucking movies out there. 2001 is Space Odyssey? Jesus fucking... <laughs> That's considered a classic to uh, Well, so is Citizen Kane. Doesn't make it a fucking good movie. I don't care how much you tell me Rosie's important. Rosebud. Rosebud? See, I don't even fucking remember. It's so important. <laughs> Stupid fucking... Anyway. Well, that's the end of this review for Monster Law. Uh, let's give you the socials. I know this is a shorter episode, but goddamn, there's nothing to talk about. There's this nothing. There's just Nothing. Nothing. I mean, it's so devoid of any sort of character. Yeah, agreed. Any uniqueness. It's it's like looking at like beige tapestry <laughs> on the wall. Like it's just like why you could have just painted the wall that color. Why is, why hang something? Yep. 
Why do you have beige curtains? You know? Ugh. So, our Instagram for the show is Bromancing the Stone Podcast. All one word together. Bromancing the Stone Podcast. And then our Twitter is Bro the Stone Pod. That's B R O T H E S T O N E P O D. And then my Twitter is Supermarket Sweep without the E in super. So that's S U P R, Market Sweep. And my Instagram is Relusa88. That's R E L U S A 8. Eight and then Max. My Instagram is the Lionhearted, which is T H E period L Y O N H E A R T E D. Boom shakalaka. And next week is actually my choice of a film, and we are officially out of shitless week. So now we're just going back into just quote unquote regular movies. I told, I mentioned earlier that there was a college football game last week. Bring, you know, us, bring us back here. What do we got? <laughs> you know what else is going to be coming back soon? What? September 10th is going to be the kickoff to the NFL regular season. Oh, Jesus. They're literally going to try to play football they're this playing? fall. Yeah. So September 10th is when they're going to have kickoff. I can't believe Labor Day is coming up already. Yeah. Fuck. Labor Day is when this next episode is going to be coming out. And oh, so yeah. Labor Day, to me, always means football. And... A movie that has fo- uh, football in it for a fa- fair amount, but it is a rom-com, is Jerry Maguire. Ooh! And also, we you know, you heard at the beginning, we did an R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. This is going to be our first Kelly Preston movie, R.I.P. to Kelly Preston. She also passed away to cancer not too long ago. Uh, so this is going to be our first time to watch a Kelly Preston movie. Mm-hmm. She, so... Uh, this is going to be quite a way to be introduced to her because literally <laughs> the joke in Jerry Maguire is that Renee Zellweger says whoever bagged him must be one classy babe. And then the first thing you see is them in a raunchy, loud sex scene. <laughs> so it's a good movie. Uh, I, I saw it. I mean, it came out when I was eight. <laughs> I have never seen it. Yeah, it's fun. All I know, I literally all I know of it is the scene. It's the only reason Jay Moore ended up having a career afterward. Or who? Jay Moore. Who's that? He's like a comedian slash like actor. He's one of those guys where if you see him, you recognize him. Okay. But all right. Anyway, so yes, next week Jerry Maguire. We're right. finally gonna. Watch the scene. We're gonna see so many iconic lines. You're gonna finally know where they came from. Oh my god, I can't wait. It's gonna be a real rom com too. Show me the money. That's what that's from. The Quan. What? All those things. You're gonna know all about it. So next week, Jerry Maguire, a much better film than this piece of shit monster-in-law. Until then, to the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, everyone.